0: I'm Anthony Padilla and I spent today with Valkyrae to uncover the truth about how she went from working four exhausting jobs at once to live streaming to hundreds of thousands of viewers and amassing a fortune that's allowed her to support her family. She'll reveal how the bullying she faced has shaped who she's become. And she'll address how the dark childhood and loss that she experienced has driven her to rethink everything. Hello, Ray. Hi. episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Do you think that your childhood has shaped who you are today? I feel mm-hmm. like
1: my childhood is the reason why I'm here today. Mm. I guess that makes <laughs> My childhood is why I'm here today. That's crazy how that works out. My mom is actually the reason why I got into video games and the reason why I was into video games is because of my broken childhood. My dad was a heavy alcoholic. And so he would come home every night drunk, fighting with my mom about money. My mom would lock my sister and I in my room and they would just watch me play games. I could tell like my dad felt really guilty about that because he would spoil us to kind of make up for all the fighting and stuff. So I was always asking for games. Eventually my oldest half brother committed suicide. And I think that made my dad even more of an alcoholic. So Mm. it just kind of, spiraled at that point. My dad's been through so much. He also lost like his first wife in a car accident as Mm -hmm. well. So I just feel like he used alcohol to escape it.
0: And then you would escape with video games?
1: I escaped so much with video games for my entire life. Even through middle school and high school, I remember being bullied for liking games. Also, girls are just mean. I was growing into my teeth, for example. Yeah. So like these girls would just call me like a beaver and a horse and stuff. And I remember having a Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Dragon card collection. One kid like found my binder when I had like some people over. Like Uh I heard him just like talking so much shit about how nerdy and lame that was. So I kept gaming a secret throughout like my teenage years for sure.
0: How did the bullying affect you?
1: I was incredibly insecure. I had the biggest overbite and I also had a unibrow. Mm. And I was trying to figure out when I started realizing like my appearance and stuff and how I was being perceived by people. Like all middle schoolers do, I took a razor and went straight (laughs) up my unibrow thinking that was going to solve the problem. Um, and right. I remember during lunch, this kid just says out loud, like, did you take a razor to your unibrow in front of everyone? And I was just so embarrassed. That's
0: mortifying when you I proud.
1: was so embarrassed. But because of that situation, I learned about tweezers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thinking back, I wish I would have just focused more on myself because I tried so hard to fit in with yeah. the cool kids that um, I realized like after high school, I didn't make any real friendships because mm. I was trying so hard to be liked by Everyone, so then, so, therefore,
0: you couldn't make a deep connection with I didn't, anyone.
1: Yeah, I didn't make any real deep connections with a single person at my mm. school. Like after high school, I just focused on work and gaming and my relationship at the time, which was also very toxic. I remember vividly when I made this Instagram account for gaming. Um, it was called Legend of Red, and I remember showing my ex, and I was like, So, I was like, What if I could do this for a living? Look, yeah. 3,000 followers, like people are following me for yeah. this gaming stuff, and he just made fun of me and said it was embarrassing.
0: So, you weren't even supported by the 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 person closest to you. No,
1: I wasn't.
0: Did you think that it was a problem with you? Like you were the, Problem.
1: I was definitely really insecure about like, okay, well, it must be me. I must be doing something wrong because they're not accepting me the way that I would like to be. And it was also during a time where um, my parents were also divorced. Like my sister, like she's run off doing her own things with like her friends. So like just very, very, Mm -hmm. very alone. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I think when I was at my darkest point, I had like a box razor, and I was just looking at it, and I was like thinking, I was thinking like, oh my god. Like, what, what's it like? Like, maybe, what if I were to just cut myself? Life felt super purposeless. Like, I felt mm. really unwanted. I didn't feel like anyone was there for me. I didn't feel loved. I felt like all I was doing was working. And um, at the time, I was supporting my ex. I wish I would have focused on what I wanted to do sooner and, like, got out of those toxic relationships <clears throat> faster. So if you're watching this and you're in a toxic relationship or you have toxic people in your life, just get out of it now. Like, get out of it as soon as possible and I, I really do think like with time, effort, consistency and time, effort, consi- there's always a fourth <laughs> that I forget. It's time sound good There's to me. There's perspective.
0: Perspective. I really
1: do think that those are like the key things that uh, kept me mm-hmm. like really trying.
0: So you realized for a while that you didn't want to be in the relationship, but you stayed in it anyway?
1: You get stuck with the comfort. It's comforting mm-hmm. having someone that you know, like it's like what you're used to. Yeah. And you become yeah. used to the toxicity, used to the mm-hmm. mental abuse.
0: We get used to the feelings that we feel as children you know and mm. and in many ways we become accustomed to that to the point where we replicate that in our older lives daddy I, issues <laughs> i realized that i was addicted to this feeling of stress because i was used to feeling stressed out and i thought that the only way that i could ever feel any sense of relief or satisfaction was if i felt extreme stress to get there.
1: We don't realize like how much our childhood truly affects us.
0: It establishes the tone for the rest of our lives, That's and it takes active effort to it, pull yourself away from that.
1: It truly does. As yeah. soon as I was of age, I just wanted to work. Like I just loved working so much; it was like a game to me. It was like the one thing that brought me happiness at the time when mm-hmm. I was so depressed. So all the jobs I've had, <laughs> you've had a few. I've had a few, yeah. Like before I became a streamer, like I worked as a waitress, I worked at an arcade, I worked at a car wash, I worked at a bank, and then I worked at GameStop. Work one or two jobs at a time, and working at the car wash and working at, as a waitress, like those jobs had tips. I. Loved going home with like tips. It was so nice, and I would just like save it, pretending it was a game. Like, yeah. how much can I raise? How much can I save up before like the end of the year? It was just like a huge distraction. I think just like just raising money.
0: You were able to see the more effort you put in, the more that you would be the winning more at this game. I would
1: be, yeah, exactly.
0: In your real <laughs> life, outside of work, it, it didn't really matter how much effort you were putting in. Oh my in.
1: god, I think you're right. I just realized yeah working was consistent for mm-hmm. me I knew what I was going to be rewarded with by how much effort and time I put into working it mm. and I'm realizing now that's probably why I worked so much because it was consistently rewarding
0: you're able to control something when all this stuff is all completely out of control I'm just gonna yeah. put my, my my attention over here where I can control something
1: yeah. This feels like therapy. (laughs) I feel like I didn't realize, but that makes so much sense.
0: What drew you to to streaming in the first place? When
1: I hit around 15,000 followers on Instagram, I remember posting, Oh, what do you guys think about YouTube videos? And I remember seeing people comment, Have you heard of Twitch before? We would love to watch you play. You should play on Twitch. And that's when I learned of it. And so I literally just streamed just to be around people online and Have fun. I'm really happy streaming, really happy working, and that's when I started to get really addicted to it. I would work and I would stream for nine hours and then go to work and then go to my other job and then stream for another nine hours, back to back to back. But I loved it.
0: How did you start getting traction and like building an audience?
1: I got a job at GameStop Mm -hmm. and was posting like new releases, games I was gonna play that just came out, and having this Instagram page, I was promoting my streams. Slowly over time, I started quitting my jobs and quitting your
0: jobs, quitting the multiple jobs. Because
1: I there was a time. When I was employed at three places, I was working the car wash, the bank, and GameStop. And
0: then you were streaming as well.
1: I was a workaholic.
0: Four jobs, pretty much.
1: Once I knew I was stable enough, that's why I started like quitting my jobs. If I can keep this consistent, I can do this for a living. I remember there's a tweet talking about how like I'm really scared to quit, but Uh, I think I'm ready to go full-time with streaming. uh Really scared, but I'm glad I did. (laughs) That was my life for the next two years, I was averaging 300 to 500 viewers playing every variety game ever. And then my dad got cancer. (laughs) Luckily with streaming, I was able to go home and take care of him and stream and like work from home while Mm -hmm. I was able to watch over him uh, for the last six months of his life. It was really traumatic seeing what my dad went through in person, like firsthand. So um he he had blood, brain, bone, every cancer lung cancer. He smoked his whole life, was drinking mm-hmm. his whole life, and so it was just everywhere. We knew um, you know, it chemotherapy wasn't gonna help. We decided to go with hospice, which is, you know, when the nurses would come to the place and like yeah. kinda like help ease the pain until He passes away. I could see the progression of him, like forgetting. Like he would forget that he was sick. He would forget Mm -hmm. who I was. Like I, it got to a point where I had to like give him medicine, like orally with a syringe while he was sleeping because he would, he wouldn't let me give it to him because he wouldn't remember that he was sick. It, It was insane, like seeing someone you love just forget you. I just remember there was one time where we were like changing his diaper because he became bedridden and he didn't know why we were changing his diaper and he. I just remember him like crying and saying like, why are you doing this to me?
0: Not realizing you were helping.
1: I was helping, try, trying to help. So yeah, that was a that was a terrible six months. It was really sad, but eventually he was laying on the couch. He fell into a coma for three days. And then I, I look over and he just stopped breathing. So I, it was very, very sad. It was weird cause like you couldn't really like prepare for loss, even though I, I was mentally prepared like i knew yeah. in 6 months he's going to pass away
0: and you thought you were And prepared. i thought
1: i was prepared but like when he took his last breath i remember like holding his hand it was still warm and i was like wow like he's he's actually gone i just wasn't prepared i just lost it you know i called my family and stuff and then they they took him away and it's like i was just glad that he wasn't in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Really glad that I was there to help him. Because of the stuff that I've been through in my life, um, I openly talk about it on stream, and I think me um, talking about this kind of stuff like helps a lot of people that are watching. You know, this is gonna happen to everyone. I do think sharing the way that I view things helps you know, people see things in a more positive light as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're not alone. Like we're all gonna deal with loss someday Mm -hmm. and somehow, so.
0: A lot of people don't talk about it, so I think it is easy to think that you're alone when you are going through it. You're not alone. Was there a moment when you realized, oh, this is my career now?
1: When I knew that I was able to like be at home and like, Help my dad and just my community being there for me and so yeah. supportive. Yeah, like I, I knew it was like I'm never gonna leave this right. Yeah. Like this, this has allowed me to do something that I would have never been able to do if I had like a real job. I'm gonna do my best to stream mm-hmm. as much as I can for as long as I can.
0: So then you started blowing up with streaming. How did your life start changing?
1: I didn't actually start blowing up until um, I started playing Fortnite, but that's when things started to change. That's when I I first got my manager. That's when I started getting a bunch of offers from esports organizations. And that's when I started getting more sponsorships because I had a manager and it really like elevated my career. My community was like, play Fortnite, play one game of Fortnite, it'll be funny to watch. And I was like, no, I don't wanna play this stupid game. You have to build walls and stuff. If I wanna build
0: walls, I go outside. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't wanna build anything. (laughs) I said I would play. One game, just one, just one game. I actually really enjoyed it. I got heavily addicted to it. <laughs> then this guy named Myth, at the end of his stream, he would host me with all of his viewers. And since he was like a bigger Fortnite streamer, like it was a lot of exposure. All and when once. he was
0: done, every one of his all, viewers yeah. would automatically be placed into your. Stream. Yeah. So
1: they were all watching me just be really bad at the game. Yeah. But I kind of picked it up quickly. I yeah. think I was like averaging like three thousand to five thousand viewers, which is huge at the time. And then Among Us happened. I signed a YouTube, and that was two and a half years ago. And then six months into my contract, COVID was happening. And then Among Us happened. And then,
0: pew. Explain the pew. (laughs) Explain this because it was so much all at once. It
1: was insanity. It was the fact that like you have like ten other creators, so it's like mass collaboration. Yeah. And it happened during COVID. So a ton of people are at home, like and everyone's playing together. People love watching like it's this party deception game. During that, like it was averaging like fifty to seventy thousand viewers, like playing wow. Among Us every day. It was crazy that it was happening. Like yeah. it was like right before my eyes, like not just me, but like all of my friends, everyone that was playing was starting to grow together.
0: Did you feel that pressure from your family to Go off and do something really practical. Absolutely. Cause um my sister, she was so
1: good at she was like an honor student, straight A's, and I was a straight B C type of girl. Uh, <laughs> and, did you doubt
0: yourself because of that? Yeah. Mm.
1: And I think that also added to me wanting to run away and do it more because it was also distracting from the fact that like I felt like I was letting my family down in a way. Mm.
0: But eventually your family now yeah. understands a little now bit.
1: Yeah, my mom is a mega fan and always watching. She's probably watching this. time mom. <laughs> I've to <don't laughs> raise mom because of gaming and this life. I was able to fully support her. I've been fixing her house in the Philippines, and like I just got her a house in Washington. So it's it's been life changing for sure. Now she understands, and I'm I'm very glad she understands, and she's very proud.
0: <laughs> Do you feel a pressure to constantly grow or maintain your numbers?
1: Yes, yeah. I definitely. As much as I hate to admit it, yeah, there is like that pressure. I remember before Among Us, like I mentally had to tell myself over and over, it's not about viewership anymore. There was a time where I was the number one female streamer, and it was during Among Us. And when you start seeing that decline,
0: Mm. you know, you
1: start feeling like you're the feeling of falling off or becoming irrelevant.
0: Do you have people saying that though? Like throwing I mean, off, falling off, irrelevant. Uh,
1: yeah, all like trolls. Yeah. But they say yeah. that to ev- like, oh, sure. every. Oh, for sure. Literally every creator is getting the ratio L falling off. But yeah. it's like. It's hard when you compare it to what it used to be. Like yeah. 150,000 viewers versus 20,000, like still both are mm-hmm. a lot of people. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's hard not to compare.
0: We get tunnel vision on this idea that we constantly need to be living a life that's always on a high and always climbing. It's the same thing with streaming and numbers, and especially when you're on these platforms where the number is the biggest thing on the screen.
1: Obviously, like the higher viewership you have, the more opportunities you have, the more sponsorships, and people are all fighting for those sponsorships, Yeah, because that's what's helping them pay the bills. I saw you
0: tweet last night that you're never doing another drinking stream (laughs) again because of how much drinking had been done until the next time that you do a drinking
1: stream. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little (laughs) a bit better, but when I woke up this morning, I was like, I am uh, irresponsible. How could I do this?
0: When the negativity comes flowing in, because it eventually does. It, it does, always does. You're desensitized to it now. Was there ever a point when it did get to you?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there has been many times where like, even if i have just emotional one day and I see a comment. I remember like one time specifically when uh, my grandma passed away and someone just commented like, your grandma died because you didn't kiss this girl last weekend and it was just, it's like the weirdest like, incel comment ever. And I was like, how can you just say something like that?
0: They right. want a reaction, right? Yeah, I mean... but
1: you know, I try to hide it and then I turn off stream and then I cried. <laughs> I have people recently donating money to have their comment pop up talking about how like like shipping me with people like
0: people are willing to give you money
1: just so just they, to fuck they with want, you. yeah they just want to like see like the reaction stuff i've seen like stalker and hater accounts just like argue with each other about who's right about who i'm in a relationship with but i'm when i'm ble- i'm just clear i'm single <laughs> just not that it matters
0: people care a lot they like to treat their streamers as if they're like the, they're it's like a soap opera that's live and they get to like be involved in the yeah. drama that they are actually the ones creating. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they just, they just want something to talk about. Maybe yeah. I, I think there's just a lot of mental issues going on yeah. in the world. It's we easily it. projected online.
0: We said it. <laughs> Reflecting on your time in the industry. Ah, uh, yes. Do you think it would be as difficult to navigate criticism or controversies if contracts? or legal documents didn't prevent shedding light on the the, the details. It Mm -hmm. does
1: get difficult to uh, shed light Mm -hmm. on specific things because you you could get in trouble sharing details.
0: You could only go so deep. Only
1: go so deep. It would be nice to be able to discuss. Mm
0: -hmm. um, Or shed light on that.
1: Shed light. I would love to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: reflect on some previous right,
0: right. But you contracts. can't always. Can't. No, you just can't, can't. always. That mm-hmm.
1: blue light is really pretty. Yeah,
0: I know. Look at it. Wow, it's very yeah. pretty.
1: Thanks. It's very the blue hues
0: in Thanks, you know, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Goddamn. What has been your most bizarre fan interaction? Oh, and the last time that Ray was on here, this show was completely different, and she was also just getting started with her career and I'd highly recommend clicking the link down below to watch that episode. And I can't go without thanking BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Therapy has helped reframe my view of the world and myself by allowing me to feel empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today better. But therapy can be customized to whatever's right for you and can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might need. BetterHelp screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're certified and licensed and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone or speak over the phone if that's not something that you're comfortable with. As you may have found out by now, therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like and connect with can be overwhelming, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So thank you to BetterHelp. We're giving us spent a day with viewers and listeners 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Padilla. That's BetterHelp.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of Valkyrie. What has been your most bizarre fan interaction?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, so this actually happened kind of recently. So I have a crazy man, (laughs) that actually flew in from out of state, went to the Hunter Thieves compound. They warned me that this guy was looking for me and that they called the cops and he left. And he ended up staying at the airport for multiple days and recording videos of himself saying like, I'm not leaving until Ray picks me up. Like, I know that she wants to see me. And it's like really, Really crazy, crazy. Have you interacted with this person before? No, don't know who this guy is. It was uh-huh. like, if she goes to Coachella without me, I'm gonna be really disappointed, and I'm just sad that like she wanted me to fly out here, and she's not even coming to like pick me up. He got it
0: in his head that you wanted him to fly out.
1: I genuinely think he had like real mental issues. I've never interacted with this person in my life, yeah. and it just kind of like seeing the videos, like yeah. him recording himself, like really reminded me like anyone could watch you. Anyone yeah. can watch you and build some sort of like right. parasocial yeah. mindset with any streamer or content creator that they watch and it's dangerous.
0: What is it about doing what you do that brings you the most joy?
1: I genuinely love what I do because I know that it actually is helping people. I have people in my chat, they'll just comment and say like thank you so much for streaming today. I'm having a really bad day, but like you you always like you know, you make me happy, and you don't realize the impact you have on someone yeah. like a stranger. It was just it's surreal, like how much a game can like change a person's life.
0: And that has all opened so many opportunities for you. Doing
1: voice acting now, like because of Corpse, actually, we had like a small voice acting opportunity in uh-huh. um, this anime called Tribe Nine that he was in. I also have like another voice acting opportunity that hasn't been announced yet. You're gonna spill
0: all the details here today, <laughs> exclusively.
1: <laughs> exclusive. Today. I will say that it is a um, a reoccurring role, so a main character. A main. Well, I think it's a side character, but <laughs> <laughs> I've also had um, acting opportunities as well. Unfortunately, I did reject like a big one where I was actually supposed to be the main character. It was sad having to reject it, but like it just didn't feel appropriate at, for the time, and also like I didn't feel ready. It
0: feels like you are slowly but surely like breaking into mainstream culture more mainstream pop culture You're in music videos you're getting voice acting gigs you're getting acting gigs yeah. you are being invited to all these huge events
1: when it comes down to it like I've I love games like mm. I can see myself being 80 years, 80 years old playing a game and if yeah. I'm gonna play a game I'm gonna stream it I think I'm just trying to like experience new things and I, I like it it's fun like being in a music video and like seeing mm. it live and see people's reaction it feels like Like I'm accomplishing something.
0: It really feels like you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, All of these things, like even interviews, I'm so uncomfortable. But okay, not not now, but like I used to be so uncomfortable back then where (laughs) I would be like, shaking or like, yeah. I, I would feel like I'm blacking out, but like now I'm able to do it because I've done it so much. For example, like they, there was a, a boxing tournament at uh, the Creator Clash, yeah. it looked like fun. So now I, I have a, a boxing trainer. <laughs> I'm thinking like, maybe it's a bucket list thing. Maybe I should try just to fight someone.
0: <laughs> so you will be boxing someone at some point, at some event. Maybe. Maybe. maybe.
1: I, I said, it kind of depends on, you know, against who and when. Because I'm tiny.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of people are going to beat me up.
0: And you're going to have broken facial features.
1: This tooth is already half-fake. Like, I don't want to like- And I got
0: a fake half-tooth in the front, too. Wait, really? Yeah, I came with tennis racket and PE class slammed me in the face.
1: Oh my gosh. When yeah. I was swimming, I was swimming in a pool with my eyes shut. Like a guppy, like a guppy and then I hit the vibing, minding my own <laughs> business, and then I just lose half a
0: tune. That's, That's what you get for minding your own business. <laughs> I spent a day with Valkyrie, and one thing that really sits with me is the perspective that the environments we experience as children becomes the baseline for what we expect to experience throughout our lives. And it's natural to mimic those relationships and those things that would stress us out because even though they're unpleasant, they're familiar, which makes me wonder, how many unhealthy patterns have I replicated throughout my life in order to feel that safe, familiar feeling? Like what I was saying earlier about stress, the moment I realized I didn't have to feel stress in order to feel deserving, everything changed. Were you working toward becoming a flight attendant as well? Oh
1: yeah, so my uncle is a pilot for Delta, uh-huh. and he put in a word for me. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I kind of have like a, a connection here where I could try to be. I don't even know if I would have gotten the job because I'm very short. So I don't. Wait, you have to be a certain be height. I think you do. Why? So, well, to help people with their luggage, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I don't know, but I, I, it's called
0: platform shoes. Yeah, I learned about it from wear The Spice some Girls.
1: Heels or something.